Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Some other news and notes. Kyrie Irving, the all-star point guard from the Cleveland Cavaliers, has asked to be traded. He spent the last six seasons with the Cavaliers. They took him first overall in 2011. The Calgary Flames have signed first-round pick Yusof Valimaki to a three-year entry-level contract. Spent the last two years in the WHL with the Tri-City Americans. And the Detroit Red Wings have signed Thomas Tatar, $21.2 million over four years. 26-year-old led Detroit with 25 goals last season, added 20 assists. This deal announced today, one day after his arbitration hearing and before the ruling was going to be handed down. So some news and notes from the sporting world today. Eskimos... Off today, obviously, they'll get back at practice on Monday. They are 4-0. Blue Jays taking on Cleveland. They are trailing now 5-3 in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, Cleveland has already scored four in that inning. Jordan Spieth leads the Open Championship at Royal Birkdale. Matt Kuchar, two off the lead. Spieth is uh, six under. Kuchar, uh, Kuchar, four under par. Ian Poulter hanging around. He's three off the lead along with Brooks Kepka. All right, 780-496-0063 is our open line number, and it is always an event when this young man calls in. Matt from Section O on the open line. Matt, welcome back to Inside Sports. First call of the season. I'm happy to hear from you. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Where have you been? I Like I said on... Uh... Dave's points after show at the end of the East Final last November as I put myself into a semi-retirement, but... Now, why would but, you do that? What's that? Okay, semi-retirement from what? From calling or from being Matt from Section O and being a super fan? Oh, no, come on. There's no retirement from being <laughs> Eskimo super fan, but there definitely is retirement from when you want to look at your phone and go, you know what, right now it seems like a really good time to call points after show, and then you realize after the amount of liquor you had, ah, looking back in the audio vault, probably not a good reason to call back well, to points after show. So I decided a- to put that one on hiatus. However, if there was ever a time to call inside sports right now, it is when the Eskimos managed to overcome the jaws of defeat to, to remain undefeated, 4-0. and And I was watching that game yesterday, 
And as sluggish as the offense was in the first, like, 57 minutes of the game, and just to watch Mike Riley basically perform surgery on Hamilton in the final 90 seconds, you have to think, for all this team can overcome, our injuries at linebacker, our injuries now to the return game, Kendall Lawrence looks like he suffered a big one, too. Like, we are really testing the depths and really now testing a rookie general manager in Brock Sunderland and, in my mind, still a rookie head coach in Jason Moss, and we're still 4-0. and So, I mean, if this is not reason for celebration, Reed, I have no idea what is. Like, this is probably... We should not be 4-0, and considering that we've won all our games, I think, by what, a combined 12 points, something like that? Uh, what is it, 3-5-2-3? and yeah. Three? yeah. Really five. close, right? Any, you know, a, a play here and a play there, and we're 0-4. So really, to be in this position right now with all our injuries, you know, just keep tallying up the wins as they're going along. This is an excellent start. I'm looking at the schedule on my fridge right here. Who do we got up next? We got the Lions, and then we got the Tiger Cats again. And, you know, no disrespect to the Tiger Cats, but they're banged up with injuries, too. They've had... Um, you know, everything goes sideways for them as well. If we play our cards right, we could very well be what? Let me see here. Six and old, six and old going into August 10th. And that'd be just amazing. Well, uh, look, I understand what you're saying. Like they could be 0-4, but I'm always like, eventually you have to stop. And I know as fans and media, we do it. But eventually you have to stop what ifing yourself to death. They aren't 0-4 because, like you said, they have made the plays. Riley mm-hmm. was a surgeon when he needed to be. And I'm always like, get the wins in the bank. There, there will be a tough time. You're not going to win every close game. Maybe the injuries will catch up. Maybe there's going to be an ill-timed penalty that's going to kill something for the Eskimos. But you're right. This this should be appreciated. I, I think that there's a little too much hand-wringing about it. But if you want to talk about penalties that could rack up and go against us, look at the first quarter that we had yesterday. It was just mental mistake after mental mistake. Like, what, like Marcus Howard, buddy. Oh, that I was love awful. you. You're a great player, but anybody that was watching that game yesterday, you're just cringing on the couch going, why are you trying to lateral that? Oh. Why would you do that? And I actually sent out a tweet when the Eskimos were down, I think, 13 points. I was like, where would this game be if Marcus Howard didn't try to ladder? Because I was genuinely scared we were going to lose that game. And I have money riding on that game. I don't want to lose money out of my pocket, but anyway... All right. It's great. So, so first of all, uh, you're always welcome to call. Uh, you are you are a, a great fan, uh, and you're right. The times I've actually I don't always agree with you, but the times I've actually been mad at you has been when you've called points after. So not all the time. So maybe the alcohol was affected there because affecting you there because when you've called this show, I haven't always agreed with you, but you've made sense and at least have presented a, a compelling argument. So you're welcome to call Inside Sports if you want to do it the first show after the game. Because you do make intelligent points, whether we agree or not. So don't you be afraid. To, but if you want to retire, I'm not going to force you to do it either. You trying to coax me out of this again, or what? Here. Well, you're, I, I appreciate people who have passion <laughs> that call. That's all. And you, you know, you watch the games very carefully. I think you rewatch a lot of the games. Oh, I do. Yes, I so do. So that that's fine. It's it's uh, it's a passionate and and informed opinion. And I I'm just let's see how BC does against Winnipeg tonight. I'm picking the Lions, obviously, because Bono's teams are always good. Uh, and then we'll see next Friday. That's that's a nice early season matchup at Commonwealth between the Eskimos and the Lions. Fair, fair and, enough? And, and just to quickly finish up here, 
we were going into Hamilton with what I think was two practices, a short week. So I yeah, think basically. that kind of played against us and ourselves. We we finally got ourselves a break here. It's six days between games, so that should be good. Oh, and finally, if anybody was paying attention to Twitter yesterday, if you're a big wrestling fan, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon caught on to the Eskimo game. We had that going. So if nobody knows what I'm talking about, jump back on I, my I, timeline. I saw you. It was amazing. So what? He was watching it on ESPN or what? No, so basically I was being an idiot on the couch on Twitter again, and I tweeted a Razor Ramon gif, okay. gif or whatever it's called, and we put up a touchdown. So I said to everybody, all right, start tweeting out your you know, Razor Ramon, WWF pictures and things. And every time we did that, the Eskimos kept putting on points on the board. And finally, like Scott Hall, who played Razor Ramon and WWF, caught on to it. And he's just like, congratulations. And I was just like, oh, oh boy, all right, right on. You know, your childhood... Buddy, you grow up watching, you know, some of us age, some of us grow up, and some of us still hang on to the things that, uh, so, <laughs> but well, anyway, yeah. uh, so, uh, let's go 4-0, and let's ride this on, wave all we can. What's going on with the bus to Calgary? Are you doing that? Are you organizing that already? Uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow, 8 a.m., so 75 bucks gets you a game ticket and a full round-trip ride on a Red Arrow motor coach down to Calgary. It's going to leave at 8.30 in the morning and and as a free perk this year because things went a little sideways last year. We're only doing one bus, but $75 gets you a game ticket, bus ride down, bus ride back, all chaperoned, and open bar. All right, and this is through just people going to look at your Twitter account or where do they go? I only sell it on Twitter basically out of the trunk of my car. It's all on Twitter. <laughs> Those, if you can... <laughs> I don't do no promo, nothing. It's all on Twitter. And if anybody wants to go down to Labor Day, you can jump on the bus. If the bus gets sold out, which it does every year, I'm telling you right now, the bus sells out every year. But so if you can't make it on the bus, I've also got uh, game tickets as well for $40. The regular price on Ticketmaster is something like $47.48 plus the service charges. Mm -hmm. So, And we've all got the Stampeders as uh, much as we don't like that team, but they got some nice guys working up in the front office. They've blocked off a whole bunch of seats for us in McMahon, so all the Eskimo nice. fans, if you book through me, sit together. So, All right. Well, as long as I don't great. have to ride in the trunk of your car, it's a good deal. Matt? Uh, take care, Reed. Thanks for calling. That is Matt from Section O. Huge Eskimo supporter, 780-496-0063. All right, uh, I believe coming up after the break, we'll have one of the weirdest men in Canada on the show. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Oh, there's the man. There's the man. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions, game-winning drive last night in the hammer, as we like to call it. Eskimos are 4-0. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet, coming to you from the now asbestos-free chorus broadcasting compound. Uh, you know, it's always fun to have uh, people with uh, interesting personalities on the show, and it's been a very interesting last few months, well, really last few years for our next guest. I'm pleased to welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves the one and only, one of the, well, top 20, well, top 200 people ever to come out of Athabasca. It's Jay Onright. Hi, Jay. Welcome back to the show. Oh, there's only 2,000 people who've ever lived in that town. Well, you're top 10%. I just put you in the top 10%. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is actually pretty good. I'll take it. <laughs> actually, I'll yeah. take it. 
no, no, you're fine with it. That's that's pretty good. How's life, buddy? You getting ready for the uh, big for the big pro? Like that that first episode of Jay and Dan in September. Like you've had four months to plan it. It better be really good. No, we haven't planned a thing, and we don't plan to plan anything. Uh, plan is to show up about five, maybe six minutes before the broadcast goes live to air at 10 p.m. Edmonton time on Labor Day Eve, and just basically wing it. Uh, we haven't planned anything in our careers thus far in terms of uh, preparedness, uh, research, uh, these words are foreign to us, Reed. So uh, we plan to just show up and wing it and uh, hope for the best. Uh, it's always worked out for the for this point. It's always worked out for us. At so, this point, why um, change? It, yeah. It, it, if 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 yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if if everything goes awry, I'm just gonna buy a bunch of places in Edmonton and have Hope Property Management manage them because I think that was one of the coolest commercials I have ever heard on the radio. Well, we got we really do have some good ones. I don't know if anyone any, any at least since I've uh, been hosting the show, the V Love commercial has not been topped. People will remember that if 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 they heard heard it at the time. Uh, I I enjoy the uh, commercials greatly. Uh, you were you were recently featured again in uh, Avenue Magazine. You were on the cover a couple of years ago, Jay. And uh, you were recently uh, on the list of, of 25 people picking their favorite dish in Edmonton. I didn't even realize the magazine had come out. I it came out two uh, weeks ago. Avenue to send me a, why did they send me a copy? What the Avenue? Pull it together. I'll send you a copy. I'll, I'll just photocopy the page and mail it to you. Or do you have a fax? Yeah, I have a fax machine here uh, in my office. Uh, and as well... I also have a typewriter, so just type it out to me, and then uh, and then just mail it to me, and I'll I'll kind of roll it up into my typewriter. I'm thrilled about that. I, I went with you to Uchinello, uh, Uchilino, uh, yeah, Uchilino, yeah. So I can't even get the name of the restaurant right. And uh, man, we we had a wonderful meal there, and and I thought that their cacio e pepe was one of the best I've ever had. So that's why I put it in the magazine. So if if you haven't had it, if you're listening right now. And you haven't had it, you gotta go get the Cacio e Pepe at Uchilino. Now, when did you become a foodie? Was this like a young boy in Athabasca? You were already trying to discern whether A and W or KFC had the better fries, uh, or did it happen, you know, when you maybe moved to a larger community? Where did this interest come from for you? Yeah, we didn't have an A and W or KFC. Uh, <laughs> we only had a red rooster. So it was Smokies. Uh, they were you know, they'd go around on the spit. <laughs> and uh, and then maybe uh, a pre-made sandwich or two. So really, uh, no, I was definitely not a foodie at a young age, uh, but I, I enjoy food. And really my way of socializing is going out and enjoying a nice meal uh, with a good friend or a new acquaintance who might become a good friend because we've shared a nice meal together. And I'm so impressed with Edmonton's food scene, um, especially the last few years. I think uh, Edmonton has so many great new restaurants. So Really, uh, I really love coming to the city and, and trying trying new places. Uh, looking forward to getting back uh, soon, and maybe someday I'll be able to open up, uh, uh, you know, a, a restaurant, maybe somewhere on White Avenue. Uh, like it could be a combination like sushi uh, and Mexican or something. I'm just spitballing, but Sumican, uh, I think you'd call that, that. Yeah, I think something I haven't seen before, or or like a Finnish restaurant that would just be called Yari Curry's. Uh, but I wouldn't get permission from Yari Kuri to open it. I would just put his face on the front. Right, right. You would just 
<laughs> you just would see how long that would last. Would you serve yeah. rain? You'd have to serve reindeer if it were Finnish. Yeah, I, I would serve all of the Finnish delicacies, and I assume we don't have a Finnish restaurant in Edmonton at this point. Um, Yari Kuri would be the perfect spokesperson for it. I remember a few years ago I went to Timu Solani's Steakhouse in Newport Beach, and uh, I'd be disappointed if Timu didn't have a few Finnish items on that menu. So maybe I'll just uh, I'll check out that menu again and steal some items for that for my new restaurant. Yari Curry's. Now, what is, you're, you're, I mean, you and I have had several meals together. You're very open-minded with food. What, what would be, what would you consider the most outrageous thing you've ever tried? I mean, have you ever tried like some form of like chocolate-covered insect or, uh, you know, something reptilian? Have you ever, have you ever tried something that would like gross a lot of people out? No, I don't think I've really. I, it's not that I wouldn't, but I've never really had the opportunity to try anything like that out. But when I was in Japan. A couple of years ago with my wife, we went to a yakitori restaurant where they cooked the delicious pieces of chicken on the skewer right in front of you. And it was such a good restaurant. It had been been highly recommended. And then all of a sudden, he put in front of us, he sliced some chicken. He had just cooked for a second in front of us, and it was chicken breast, and it was pink in the middle. And, and, you know, he was like, yeah, like, dig in. And and I had heard that, that the Japanese were now eating chicken essentially raw in the middle like a steak but it was a bit of a shock to me and i'm the kind of person if i'm in a restaurant and a chef puts food in front of me i just eat it because i'm so embarrassed to seem like i like i don't know what i'm talking about or i'm not cultured or worldly that i just ate this chicken and shockingly did not become sick my wife did become sick and did not forgive me for taking her to that restaurant that wife now my ex-wife. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I just quickly Googled eating raw chicken. If a person accidentally eats raw chicken in undercooked or contaminated food, he or she has good odds of not getting sti- sick. Still, a large portion of raw chicken does have harmful bacteria, including E. coli, salmonella, and uh, I don't even know what this is, Campylobacter? The bacteria can oh, yeah. yeah, you've heard of that. You know your bacteria yeah, a, better than me. That's actually the Eskimo's third string QB. He's good. <laughs> he's got a he's got a promising future, I think. Um, it's it's a bright future for the Eskies. Yeah, I, I I always assume when something like that that we can't believe that someone is serving to us is put in front of me. It's like the same like when people say, I used to like go out on the craft celebration tour and I would like sit on a on a bowl in the pen with cowboys watching me. And and I'd say, you know, is this safe? Like, should we be able to do this? But then I realized, like, these cowboys had told me that it was safe. I just implicitly trust anyone who's an expert in any field that I won't die if they tell me to do something. So if I'm sent out into, like, a tiger cage, if a, if a tiger handler says I can walk into that cage, I'm walking in. I'll go there because I just implicitly trust people. Is that how I'll die someday? Yes. Yes, that is how I will die someday. But until then, ah, let's throw caution to the wind. Foreshadowing by Jay Onright. We'll be saving that clip for a best of inside sports in a few years. Hey, remember when the now late Jay Onright said this? Uh, anyway, uh, John texting in that he had gator burgers in New Orleans, that they were pretty good. And uh, somebody from uh, Athabasca texting in saying, still no KFC, but we got an A&W about five years yeah. ago. Uh, the Big L says, Reed, ask Jay if there's enough room in the budget for him to wear pants on that first show this fall. Well, the budget is slim. We're talking Canadian television. Canadian television, as we all know, like all TVs, taking a big hit over the last few years. 
the budget is slim. I do believe we are getting suits, um, but I do believe they're the suits that we own and we're just showing up with. I think five, six years into the second contract, we might get some suits purchased for us. So the answer is, yes, we will wear pants, um, uh, but they won't be nice ones. They just won't be nice pants. All right, I, I actually had a, something topical I wanted to ask you about. You probably saw the this, this story. Quentin and Samantha Eberts at the last Eskimos home game one week from today won the 50-50, $435,920, uh, believed to be a North American record. Now you won the 50-50 at a Toronto Blue Jays game. You got that right. And it was not quite that much. So to tell, tell us how much it was and why, as somebody who has lived in both Alberta and Ontario, uh, there is such a 50-50 jackpot discrepancy. Well, the why is something that myself and my broadcast and life partner, Dan O'Toole, have been trying to figure out our entire lives. Very quickly, before I tell the Blue Jays story, the 50-50 the phenomenon that exists in, in Alberta, Saskatchewan, uh, Manitoba to a certain extent, is, is not even close to being achieved in Ontario. And Ontario, for whatever reason... The 50-50 is sort of a dud, and I can't for the life of me figure out why. Um, you know, what I will say, though, is that when I won the 50-50 of the Blue Jays game, this was pre-Blue Jays resurgence. So this is before right. the Donaldson and Carnacion era, you know, the Bautista era. So it was before the team was good again, essentially. And there were probably, uh, they were announced attendance of 22,000, but really there were probably 10,000 people at Skydome every night. It was kind of a horrible time. And I happened to be at a game, played the 50-50, because I play 50-50 all the time like a good Western Canadian. If there's a 50-50 and I'm at a sporting event, you play the 50-50. It's the most enjoyable way of gambling ever. It's passive. I'm not a, like, I don't really want to be an active gambler. I love passive gambling. That's why I love sports betting. And then, and then the other thing is, half the money goes to charity. It's a win-win for everybody. It's such a beautiful thing. I, I've never understood why people don't do it out, out east. But I played it. And I won. And how much did I win at a Toronto Blue Jays game? $3,500, which is not an insignificant amount. Yeah, like, you'll gladly take it. That's a nice, you know, it's not better than a kick in the butt. But it's not almost half a million dollars like that nice couple won at the Eskimos game. So, yeah, it's it's just a huge mystery to me. Um, I, I wish... There was like a 50-50 foundation that I could become commissioner of across the country and fix it. You know, you'd have to fix the 50-50 in Ontario, and you'd have to fix uh, the interest in the Toronto Argonauts as well. If you could do those those things at the same time, you'd be some sort of marketing genius, I think. Uh, Jay, it's great to have you on the show. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you're having a great summer, and uh, it's going to be fun for everybody to see you back on TSN on uh, September 4th. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy, and enjoy whatever you have for supper this evening. I just want to thank everybody uh, for listening, everyone in Redwater, Two Hills, Cold Lake, Athabasca, Westlock. Uh, let's not forget Beaumont. Let's not forget Mundare and all their beautiful sausages and pierogies. Reed, have a great night. Love the show. Take care. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Well, great to have Jay on right on the show. I have uh, known that man for almost 20 years. I had no idea he uh, ate raw chicken or mostly uncooked chicken. I, I would have trouble doing that. 
I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty liberal with, I used to be a really picky eater when I was a kid. I didn't like trying stuff. Now, I am often the one at the table if I'm out with family or friends where, I'll, where unless, as you, as you guys know, I have allergies that limit some of the things I can try. But generally, it's like, well, I'll try that. I mean, I got no problem with sushi, the raw stuff in sushi, you know, with the fish and everything like that. But if somebody gave me, you know, pink uncooked chicken or partially uncooked chicken, I would have a part of that. Uh, we're going to keep the animal theme going, sort of. Michael Phelps has done it again. I've raced the fastest swimmers on the planet, except for one. That was a shot. I traveled 30 hours to South Africa. I prepared for hours in the open water with a monofin to increase my speed. Am I faster than a shark? Watch with me to find out. Yeah, the this is... The Battle for Ocean Supremacy. <laughs> shark yeah. Week. Oh, I gotta get that part in. I'll, I'll play that again. The Battle for Ocean <laughs> Supremacy. Shark Week. <laughs> the Battle for Ocean Supremacy. That's right. If Michael Phelps beats the shark in the race, all the sharks gotta leave the ocean. Go find somewhere else to live, sharkies. Uh, that's going to be Sunday on the Discovery Channel. I, I find it quite humorous, but I do want to talk about it because there are some technicalities that I do find interesting. From the U of A Pandas swim team, it's Sabrina Wilsey on the show. Sabrina, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking time to, to join me today. Are you up in Grand Prairie? I sure am. All right, so uh, you're you're, uh, you're a U of A student and, and swimmer. What year What year are you going into? Like third, fourth? How long along? Far along are you? I'm going into my fourth year. All right, of now, engineering. Now, oh, and engineering. So you're really smart then. Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, if, if memory serves, Grand Prairie. Uh, were you on the Piranhas Club as a kid? Yeah, I was. Now that is Grand Prairie picked like one of the meanest animals ever, eh? Well, you gotta sound intimidating if you're from the north. Yeah, you must have been going around to other swim clubs, and you would have been like, "Oh, what club are you on?" And people would be like, uh, "You know, the the the, you know, the Canaries," and you'd be like, "Yeah, we're on the Piranhas." <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, all right. So, tell, first of all, before we talk about this gimmicky race they're they're going to show here, what about for what about for you? How how old were you when you really got into swimming and became competitive with it? Well, I started competitive swimming when I was about seven, so it's been a few years. <laughs> been a few years. So you'd be in your early twenties now. Obviously, if you're going into your fourth year, were you always you know good at it, or did it did it take a while? Uh well. It kind of it kind of varied. I was, I guess, what you consider better for a young child, and then uh, kind of stayed at that level, starting to pick it up now. Did you did you think you were going to be good? When did you think you might be good enough to actually swim competitively at a university? Uh, I was kind of looking at it when I was fourteen, fifteen, and then yeah, and then I just was like, well, let's try out and see let's uh, see how this happens. So did you did you try out at the U of A or did you get a scholarship? I tried out, yeah. So you're just a walk on, I guess they would call. It. So did you, what were your expectations when you did that? Well, I was uh, wasn't really expecting much. I was hoping for the best, but and it worked out that way. So. All right. So t- tell people how it works for university swimming because. You know, a lot of people obviously follow the hockey team, as, as you would know. They're kind of the the 
you know, the dominant school, I guess, with the coverage and the fan attention. So when you swim, do you go directly against another school? Do you have meets with all the other Canada West schools? How do the competitions work? So we do have kind of uh, varying different types of meets. The big ones are Can West, which is all the Canada West schools. And then there's uh, the U Sport Championships, which is uh, University Nationals. And then we have smaller meets such as that are called dual meets or tri meets where you go against either one or two schools and and it's kind of more of a head-to-head fun little thing okay how often do you train or do you like you practicing every day yeah so in season we train monday to saturday um eight times a week in the pool and then two to three uh in the weight room Oh wow! So you're you're incredibly busy. Then so eight times a week you're in the pool. Plus you do weights on top of that. So how do and how have you found fitting in your schooling around the athletic schedule? It's been pretty. It's like it's hit or miss. Um, you really have to be kind of focused and time management uh, oriented to get it all done. And yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, they haven't thrown you out yet for bad marks, so you must be doing okay. (laughs) Sabrina Wilsey joining us on Inside Sports. She's from the U of A Panda swim team. Well, what what uh, what do you specialize in, stroke wise? Uh, I mostly do backstroke and then some shorter distance butterfly. Okay. What 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 do you what do you like about it the most? Is it the competition? Is it the training? Do you just like being in the water? I don't know. Like, what keeps you going? I really like being in the water. And then we have an awesome team at the U of A. Like, everyone just fits so well together, and it really drives you through practice. Do you guys still do the, uh, where, where for a basketball game, you all go in your swim attire to one of the games? We haven't done that recently. I've been trying to push for that, but no one really seems to be biting anymore. Yeah, because I, I used to do play-by-play for U of A basketball, and I remember one game, like, these guys walk in just wearing these Speedos, and I was like, what's going on? And then these ladies walk in in, you know, the bathing suits or whatever you call the racing suits, and I was like, what is going on? And then somebody's like, that's the swim team. They do this once a year. Well, I hope that tradition comes back because it's always a, a nice little university moment. Okay, Sabrina, so i got to ask you, um, for you as a swimmer, first of all, before we get into the shark stuff, I mean, when I say the name Michael Phelps, that's got to be someone you admire greatly. Oh, yeah. He's done great things and really um, drawn attention to the sport of swimming. Well, and that's awesome. And that's a great point because, you know, when they first announced this a couple months ago, I was just like, what are you doing? But. People are talking about it. They're calling it great gold versus great white. It's already been filmed and it's happened, but they haven't told told us the result. Phelps is going to race a great white shark off the, or he has. He did it off the coast of South Africa. So now this does give Phelps and swimming attention, but as a competitive swimmer, is this, is this the type of attention you think the sport actually deserves? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, any attention really is, good attention but (laughs) it's kind of impressive to see how fast people can actually move through the water so that's i don't know it's kind of neat to see now i i I did i actually did a little bit of research uh phelps apparently (laughs) goes around six miles an hour and the great white goes 25 miles an hour now it's going to be over 100 meters so i guess it's that burst so i the i guess the great white won't 
be quite up to full speed, or maybe he will. But I read that Phelps is going to wear a monofin that might double his speed. Can you explain what this is and how it's going to help? Yeah, so a monofin, is, um, it goes on your feet, and it's almost like an imitation shark tail or mermaid fin or whatever you want to call it. So it's used for butterfly and dolphin kick, which is what Phelps specializes in. And it just it, uh, increases your power and your ability to push through the water. Okay, so his legs are going to be almost like bound together and he'll be able to create more of that motion, I guess, eh? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so over 100 meters, do you think he could generate the speed to hold off the shark? If he can keep up the speed, that'd be <laughs> that'd be where it'd come from. Okay. <laughs> uh, under, under any circumstances, would you race a shark, Sabrina? <laughs> Not unless you gave me a large sum of money or it was uh, required for me to get away safely. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been in broadcasting 17 years. I've never asked that question before, and I may never ask it again. So you've made inside sports history. Under any circumstances, would you race a shark, Sabrina? We're gonna, we're gonna save that that uh, that audio clip. Uh, so when, when do you get right, when do you get back to uh, back to training, and when does your season get going? We start back up in September again, and we yeah we just start the new year. Everyone's there, new faces. It'll be good. Right on. Well, Sabrina, thanks for checking in tonight. Always uh, love having U of A athletes on the show. You're doing a great job representing the Panda swim team. Uh, are you going to watch Sunday or just follow it on Twitter? <laughs> I'll hopefully watch. We'll see. We'll see how the day plays out. But it's, it'd be something really neat to see. Okay, cool. Sabrina, thanks for checking in tonight. I hope we can do this again. Thanks, Reed. That is Sabrina Wilsey from the U of A Pandas uh, swim team. Well, I didn't know how that monofin thing was going to work, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, great gold versus great white. I, I think the I think the shark wins. And no, Kellen Kennedy, as you said earlier, Phelps lives. He does not get eaten by the shark. Are we sure? Yes, we I'm, sure sure, I'm totally sure. Are we I've sure seen, that's Phelps I've and not a clone? Fe- I've seen Michael Phelps. Did, are you sure you didn't clone There's Phelps? no cloning. In the world. Okay. Of humans, I guess. They cloned a sheep, didn't they? Um, um, no, not, yeah. <laughs> sheep. I think they cloned a rat, too, didn't they? Well, they don't count. It's 746 Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Ford employee pricing is back. For limited time, you pay what a Ford employee pays. It's Ford's largest event of the year. As the largest Ford store in Western Canada, City Ford has the most inventory, and they always give you more. Get more for your trade. Get up to $10,000 credit card cash, $1,000 just for having a Costco card and a gift with purchase, plus 250 air miles reward miles. Get 2017 F-150 Super Cabs for only $141 biweekly, or 2017 Team Fusions, just 115 bi weekly. Plus, get a gift with purchase and 250 air miles. City Ford has marked down 125 used vehicles that must go right now. We'll pay off your credit cards up to 10 grand, give you a gift with purchase and 250 air miles. Get a 2012 Edge for only 138 bi weekly or a 2014 Focus for just 69 bi weekly. At City Ford, you'll get the best deal and more. And remember, City Ford is open on Sunday to serve you better. When it's too hot to go out, it's definitely too hot for your AC to go out. 
Furnace Family can help with an energy-efficient Lennox air conditioner. Get up to a $1,500 rebate and Air Miles Reward Miles on a qualifying new Lennox air conditioner for true comfort all summer long. Call the air conditioning experts at Furnace Family right now at 780-432-6459. That's 780-4-FAMILY. Or visit us online at FurnaceFamily.com. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, we're taking you into the weekend. It's 749. Cleveland leading the Blue Jays 6-3, bottom of the 7th. CFL tonight, Winnipeg and B.C. They're going to kick off in about 15 minutes. Jordan Spieth leading the Open Championship by two over Matt Kuchar going into the weekend. My name is Reed Wilkins. If you uh, listen to the show on any sort of a regular basis, you know that uh, you know that uh, we we often talk things other than sports. We like to have a little bit of fun, especially in the summer and especially on a Friday night. And you'll also know that uh, I do enjoy uh, watching the odd film or two when 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 time permits. And you also know that uh, part of my uh, work history on my uh, good old resume is uh, three years at Blockbuster Video in the mid-90s. And by the way, this portion of the show presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca. You will also know that I have uh, referenced Kevin Martin on this show a few times. Yes, the curler, but also my next guest, Kevin Martin is the owner of a video store. Yes, an actual true-to-life video store called The Lobby on White Ave. So I thought, what better time on a Friday night in the summer to have Kevin Martin from The Lobby on the show. Kevin, thanks for making time for me. How are you doing? Oh, not too, not too bad, Reed. How you doing, brother? I'm doing very well. It's uh, it's good to talk to you on the show here because uh, you know I have, like I said, referenced your business uh, several times. What are you there? You're, you know, this is the crazy thing. You, I find this the ultimate. Uh, you know, I guess whether you want to call it a paradox or not a paradox, a, a juxtaposition or irony. You are in an alternative and horror movie video store located under a daycare. How did, how did you get that space? Well, my love, you know, originally a friend of mine uh, had the store back in 2004, but he had to take off at about 11 months, and uh, me working in the bar industry for many, many years, I'm like, movies are my life. I need this. Originally, I was going to move the location, but then I soon realized that the kids upstairs are far more terrifying than any movie I could ever bring into this shop. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a beautiful culmination of kids upstairs, crazy movies downstairs, and we're also a recording studio for bands in this city as well. So... It's a trifecta of culture on White Ave. All right, so yeah, yeah, it's it's a true. It's very interesting going down there. Now, give people a sense of. I mean, when I say it has alternative and horror films, am I doing it justice? Am I being too specific, too broad? You give people a sense of your product. Well, to be totally honest, when I first opened up, I needed to separate myself from the other video stores. But that was back in '05 when we saw the blockbusters around the Rogers videos. They're all gone. I am the last one left. I am basically the Yarmir Yager of video stores. <laughs> we are aged very well in our prime, and we're kicking around, and people still love us, and they want to see more of us. But, yeah, it's interesting world we live in now, Reed. I mean, these movies that would never – there are certain films I never thought I would ever carry in this shop because, well, to me, they were quite mainstream. Go get them at your local blockbuster. But now, you know, I'm just here to make sure the younger generation is well-educated on what they think they love is probably a remake of something far better. 
I got to keep doing my due diligence. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the love. And we've talked movies many times, and our passion is equal, and that's why I'll just keep doing it. Plus, to be totally honest, I don't have many much skills, so this is what I got going for me. <laughs> you got to keep with going. With culture knowledge. Well, I, I do. I mean, you're a smart businessman. You got to change with the times. So if you have to bring in something a little more mainstream or something you thought you wouldn't carry to keep the customers coming in, you're doing a good job. Kevin, when you tell people, you know, you meet new new people, uh, people say, well, Kevin, what do you do for a living? And you say, I own and operate a video rental store. What's the usual reaction? Uh, I didn't know those existed. What is a video store? And what does the term rented mean? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting world we live in. And I'm definitely not in it for the money. It's just, you know, to be honest, when I tell them, Reed, it's, you know me, man. Like, I, I run a video store. I let's make ends meet. I work at bars at night. So in the end, my lifestyle is basically I get to talk movies all day. And then I get to play music at night for my friends. And as long as my cats are fed, I'm happy. Okay. You know, it's, it's it's basically avoiding real work for the last 20 years of my life, and I've been relatively successful doing so. Well, I know how you feel about that for sure. All right, give us uh, give us the location and the hours of the shop here, buddy. Oh, no problem, man. I'm here every day. I want to say 12-ish till 7-ish, the ish part, because if I worked at the bar the night before, I might be a little bit late. But either way, I'm on 108 82nd Avenue, located below the Cambridge Daycare Center on beautiful White Avenue. If you feel like you want to take a time machine step back into the 80s, 90s, just walk into my store. You'll be like, what is this? And I'm like, you know what it is? It's glorious. You need to check it out a bit more. What do you, well, you got like, how, how many thousands of DVDs do you have? Oh, God, I've lost count, man. You know what? I think I got about as many DVDs as the orders have scored goals in the history of the franchise. So oh, there's we're a... looking pretty good. Uh, do you have any VHS? Yes, I do. It's the weirdest thing, Reed. I mean, me and you, we're like, we're old. You know, we've been there. You know, it, the picture was terrible. The, the sound was terrible. But the young generation, they love that retro vibe. So people are demanding it. And who am I to argue? Been bringing in the VHS, got the DVDs, got the Blu-rays. And if there's a movie that people just cannot find in the city or Netflix can't help you out, I'm here for you, man. Also, I love talking good sports talk, too. So needless to say, I was a little bit let down that you called me. We're not talking about the orders right now, but that's okay. We'll talk about another time. We'll do that and in the more winter. importantly, I just wanted to get one more word in about the Phelps versus the Shark thing. Yes. Here's my theory. Phelps is going to win only because they have tracked down the laziest great white <laughs> shark in the entire world. And they're going to make sure he's well fed before that race. The only way that shark's winning is if they have Chief Brody on the other side, that 100-meter line. That's <laughs> that, the only way it's happening. That's great. It's like a, they, they find like a 90-year-old shark. You know, he's missing a couple fins. He can't generate any speed. And Phelps oh, just blows him out of the water. Between that and Mayweather McGregor, the, all I'm thinking about is the movie Semi-Pro where Jackie Moon's fighting the bear. This is the world we live in. Welcome to Idiocracy. But you know what? We're all suckers for a good show. And we're going to watch it. All right. Final final 40 seconds here. What's the – this is going to be a tough one, Kevin. What is the uh, most bizarre or creepiest movie you have in the shop? Oh, man, you, you can't put that on me right now, Reed. In <laughs> fact, this is a family station, so if I actually tell you what it is and okay. try to describe it – you might, uh, you'll never have me back on the show again, which would break my heart. Well, okay, but, yeah, there's some weird uh, alternative horror out there. What about just yeah. pure scary, like creepy mood, maybe not gory, but like a good moody uh, horror film? What do you recommend? Oh, baby love, you know I'm going to go back to the classics, the stuff we grew up on. Original Texas Chainsaw, 74, original Halloween, 78. You know I'm a big Hitchcock guy. 
anything like that will cover the gravy train of beautifulness and suspense and thrillingness. And just come on in. Tell me what you're into. I will make sure to send you the right vibes of shocking good movies any time of the day. That's what I do. Kevin, thanks for letting people know what you do. It is very fascinating, and uh, you're, you're great at it. And thanks for coming on the show tonight. Hey, thanks a lot, Reed. Anytime. And, uh, yeah, have a great summer. That is Kevin Martin checking in, not the curler, owner of The Lobby, 10815 82nd Avenue. Below the daycare, everybody, for the uh, creepiest There's a voice. movies in the city and the best selection. Go below a daycare. That's how it always works. Hey, Littlest Hobo, speaking of creepy shows, how does that dog know what everybody's thinking? The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. Studio producer this evening, Kellen Kennedy. Besides Kevin Martin, you heard from Sabrina Wilsey from the Pandas Swim Team, Eskimos analyst Blake Dermott, and Jay Onright back with TSN. My name is Reed Wilkins. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday night. Former Eskimo Jed Roberts scheduled to join us in studio. 11-3 now, Cleveland leading Toronto in the seventh. Until tomorrow. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.